You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 52. Hey there, Impact Drivers. Welcome back to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard, and today we are tackling a really important topic right now, which is how can you continue project momentum during coronavirus, COVID-19? We still are in a situation where we are having to fight tooth and nail, many of us, to continue to keep our projects moving forward, to get the focus we need from our business leaders, and I really want to make sure that you guys have all the tools you need to harness your leadership strengths to continue to make an impact with your projects and your PMO. And I emphasize leadership for a very important reason. Many of you consider yourselves managers, and I want to challenge you a little bit to move away from the manager and the detailed management of the work you're doing and figure out where you have opportunities to lead and really sharpen your leadership skills to bring other people with you through change. Because by the way, all of us PMO and project leaders are change leaders. We are responsible for bringing change into organizations. We're responsible for driving change into organizations and ultimately helping our organizations and our stakeholders achieve the high impact outcomes they're looking for. This episode is sponsored by Meisterplan. Meisterplan is a project portfolio management tool that lets companies create realistic and achievable portfolios. With Meisterplan, you can see project details, capacity, and financials all in one dashboard. Start making better project portfolios with a free 30-day trial at meisterplan.com. So to have this conversation today, I have invited one of our PMO Impact Summit speakers, Steve Salisbury, to join us for this conversation. Now, Steve is passionate about working with executives to close that strategy to execution gap. Uh, That's where we live, right? PMO and project leaders, us impact drivers live in that strategy to execution gap. So I thought Steve would be perfect for this conversation. For dozens of major clients, Steve evaluates interpersonal, organizational, and process elements to eliminate cross-functional dysfunction and builds teams to create a leadership culture to drive all types of change. While studies show that strategy execution continues to underperform, Steve has a remarkable 85% success rate. Steve, thank you so much for being here. This is exactly why we needed to have this conversation with you because you have such a high rate of success in doing this work and helping to lead change in organizations. And you also have a little bit of project experience as well. Isn't that right? Well, that's correct. And thank you, Laura. It's always great to be with you. Yes. So in terms of my experience, as you shared, much of it focuses on successfully managing transformational change. But the reality is that I've done this for decades, really managing and leading projects, going back to the late 80s, actually. So I do have a fair amount of project management background, which I think helps us all relate to what we're going through right now. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being here. And I would love to start by talking about this role of leadership 
and how it affects PMO leaders and project managers, especially during this really difficult time of this year, 2020, with the pandemic that we've all been dealing with. So as we think about the role that people are in right now and how to, as I like to say, not just survive, but thrive during this chaos, I know there's some things that you can share with us that would help us think through ways that we can do specifically that from a leadership perspective and help to harness some of the strengths we have as leaders and as change drivers to really make this not feel like such an out of control time, right? Because one of the things that our impact drivers need to remember is that we're the cat herders and often the herders of cat herders meaning we're used to dealing with chaos and maybe just not so much chaos in our personal and professional lives and everything else going on all around us at once. But if we really go back to our strengths, I think there's a real opportunity there. So can you talk about some specific things that leaders need to do right now to keep focus on the critical projects that are taking place in organizations? What can they do right now? So Laura, I think there's three things. The first is reinforcing purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing, especially right now? So we got to remember, right? We were thrown into this situation with little opportunity to plan for it. We sent everybody home to work from home with very little notice and very little preparation. And in many cases, we sent people home to environments that might not have been ideal for a home office. Maybe they didn't even have a home office. Maybe they have Mm -hmm. significant others working from home. Maybe they have children now at home that require more attention and homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So there's a ton more distractions, right? And there could be other things going on, other family members that need increased attention and that sort of thing. So with all those added distractions, it's vitally important right now to keep that purpose. Why are we doing what we're doing? in front of people and giving them an opportunity to talk about it, ask questions about it, and that sort of thing. That's the first one. The second item is to really keep the leadership team aligned and engaged. Now we, you know, as a matter of course, we have regular PMO meetings, project status meetings, and that sort of thing. But given the distractions I talked about earlier, this affects the leadership team as well. So it's vitally important as the senior leader or as a project manager, to continue to keep the leadership team, the sponsorship team aligned around what's happening with the project. What are the risks? What are the issues? What are the impacts of those things? How does that affect each of us in the leadership team? And how are we going to address those things? Keeping the leadership team engaged, aligned, and talking about those impacts vitally important, no more than it would normally be. Right. And then I think the third thing is to really put extra emphasis on keeping employees enrolled in driving the change. Yes. Right. In many cases, we've put mechanisms in place like change action networks or functional readiness teams where frontline employees are involved in figuring out, okay, if we make this change, how does that impact our work? How does it impact the work of our neighbors? How do we work together differently now? Keeping those employee groups together, Mm -hmm. again, because of the distractions and other things that are going on, it's just vitally important. You really need to put that extra focus on the employees to make sure that they're still able to work together. Remember, they can't just like talk over the cubicle wall to their neighbor. 
it's going to take yeah. them extra effort to reach out to their peers. And so encouraging that interaction is really important. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And this is something that all of you impact drivers listening, if you've been listening to the podcast or the free training programs or other things that I've been sharing, you've been hearing me talk about this for quite a while. In order to achieve the outcomes you're looking to achieve for your organization, we've got to get everyone aligned from the start. That's what I call it, being aligned from the start. And that means that the three things you mentioned, everyone needs to understand the why, why we're doing the work we're doing in the first place. People need to understand what's happening, right? As things are changing, as things are evolving, people need to understand what is actually happening and how it's going to impact them. And third, they need to stay connected or aligned to the outcomes you're trying to achieve. So I think those very critical, but probably not so difficult steps are what makes a difference between organizations achieving progress and achieving the impacts they're trying to achieve on their projects during this crisis and well beyond. What are we doing and why? How am I connected to that? And how can I keep it moving forward? Very, very important step. So thank you so much for sharing that. So can we talk about why now in particular is a great time to grow your personal leadership skills and the leadership skills of those that are around you in the middle of this crisis? Yes. And this is a topic that I, I really love talking about because from my perspective, at the end of the day, leadership is all about how well you connect with your people, mm -hmm. right? And of course, there's an end to that, right? Why is that important? Because you want to make sure they're engaged at the end of the day, that they're productive, right? We're not right. doing this just to have a kumbaya session. Hey, we want to achieve some outcomes here. Right, right. <laughs> But it takes people to achieve those outcomes. And right now, people are struggling. As I mentioned before, there's all these distractions. Yeah. You know, my daughter works from home. She works from home as a matter of course. But she has a five-year-old now who isn't mm -hmm. in preschool any longer. Wow. And, and so how does she work full-time and handle homeschooling this five-year-old who has the attention span of a fly, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have all these challenges. Therefore, it's a great opportunity to demonstrate the more human side of your leadership and really grow that. And so what do I mean by that? And how do we do it? Well, now more than ever, you actually have an opportunity to see inside your employee's home. Mm -hmm. Now that, literally. that might, <laughs> literally, and that might feel obtrusive, right? But the reality is, use this as an opportunity. Maybe you see that five-year-old wandering around in the background. Maybe there's a cat or a dog. Use these as opportunities to learn more about your employee. Right. Um, you know, how's your daughter handling this situation? Or what are you doing to help your son get through this? You know, and it could be something as simple as something hanging on the wall, like a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> which I see in the back of this podcast, right? Yeah, I have wall, a huge on calendar your... on my whole wall. It takes up like one month is like foot and a half by foot and a half. It takes up a whole wall because that's what we do is we plan and execute. <laughs> right. So that tells me that you're very organized and it gives me an opportunity to maybe talk about that and, mm -hmm. and learn more about how you do your job. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunities right now just to take more interest in our people and really develop that side of our leadership, the human side, to make those connections. It's an opportunity that we don't really have very often. Oh, yeah, that is so, so true. So 
it's funny that you say that because I have been doing a little bit of that in my group coaching program. So I have my signature programs called the Impact Engine PMO, and it's for PMO leaders that are trying to build, run, or accelerate their PMO impact that they're making the organization. Sometimes people come to me when they need rescuing. Sometimes they come to me when they're just getting started. And that program We've built a very tight community of those that are in the group coaching program. So much so that when I ever get a chance to meet any of them in person, it's just a total love fest, right? Because we're just so well connected and really my best work is when I'm helping them achieve their goals. And I just, I'm so proud of that. But the reason I bring it up is that we've been doing these group coaching sessions during this pandemic. So I'm getting to meet all the children. I'm getting to see where they work, you know, their office space at home. And it's so great because we're in the middle of a coaching session and either one of the private sessions in the group and the kids come in and they're saying hi. And it just makes me laugh. I think it's great. Sometimes my son tries to do it as well. So I think it's really cool because as a leader, I could do multiple things. I could say, keep your kids out. We're having a business conversation. Let's stay focused. Or I could say, you know what? They're whole human beings that have things going on outside of their normal work and problems that they're trying to deal with. They have real life going on around them and their children or family members or other things that are distracting them right now. That's actually what it's all about. That's the really important stuff. So when kids want to pop in in the middle of a session, I say hi to them and introduce myself and talk to them for a minute. And frankly, as business leaders, that's a really important opportunity you can take to recognize and acknowledge your team members as being human beings, right? So often we talk about our people as resources as opposed to humans. (laughs) And I think it's a really great opportunity for us to, like you're saying, be in their home, get to know them personally and connect with them on that level and also help them feel like it's okay that their kids are popping in. It's okay that they have distractions going on right now and as opposed to making them feel bad for it, right? So I think it's just a really neat opportunity that we have as leaders to truly show what we're made of and really build strong bonds and connections with our people, with our teams, the humans that are all dealing with stress and chaos and everything else right now. So I love seeing how everything is evolving right now and how leaders are being put to the test as to how much they can actually help their people through this very difficult time. And the really inspirational leaders are starting to step up and show themselves, I think, in organizations because they're the ones that are finding creative ways to connect with their teams So one of our earlier episodes, episode 45, we had Eric Means, who is a PMO director for CDW, one of my clients. And we talked about creative ways to thrive while working from home and to take care of your team. And I also did an episode number 44 on taking care of your team during coronavirus. And we talked about a lot of creative ways that you can connect and stay engaged with your team during this chaos. And little things like doing virtual happy hours or virtual coffee meetings or you know, maybe getting up and both of you do your one-on-one meeting while you're going for a walk, you know, and just kind of the things that I used to always tell my students to do to build relationships and connect with either the boss or a stakeholder or a team member. Now we have a great opportunity to do that in a really fun way and make sure that we're continuing to build those relationships. So thank you so much for bringing up those ideas for our impact drivers to look at ways that they can continue to grow and develop their leadership skills and connect with their teams who desperately need it right now. This is wonderful. Right, for sure. 
speaking of meetings and speaking of connecting to our team members and the fact that many of our meetings are virtual or over the phone versus video or some of both, or maybe there's too many meetings still going on. I don't know. What do you think about whether or not now is a good time to make some changes or improvements to meetings? And how would we go about doing that? That's a great question, Laura. And I think it's sort of diametrically opposed to what we just talked about in a way, right? We talked about being more human, (laughs) taking time to really understand what your folks are going through and that sort of thing. But now we're talking about how do we make our meetings more effective, right? But I think there's a method to the madness. So I think we can all talk about times, probably more times than we'd really like to admit. When we've been in meetings that are like, why are we here? What are we doing? What are we trying to accomplish? Everybody's talking over one another. What did I just sit through? Now we've taken everybody out of that room. We've put them home. And we're using technology like Zoom or whatever to hold these meetings. It's really important that these meetings have three elements. One, just like your project, your meetings need to have clear purpose. What do we expect to accomplish? What's the agenda? Who's got to present what? Second, these meetings need to be more tightly facilitated than before, right? When you have eight or 10 people sitting around a table in a room, you can handle a little bit of overtalk, right? People talking over one another. But in the world of Zoom or whatever technology you're using, that's extremely disruptive and it really blocks people from talking, right? If you're talking, I can't talk. People hear you, but they can't hear me. So talking over one another is really taboo in this sort of an environment. So therefore, really tight facilitation around who's speaking, what the topic is, and giving people an opportunity one by one, if necessary, to kind of respond. And then I think the third element is to really have closure at the end. What are the decisions that we made? What are the actions that, are, that we are taking? Who owns those actions? How and when are we going to report back? So I think having that at the back end of the meeting is even more important because you can't walk around the corner and say, hey, what did we decide in that meeting? No, let's just make it clear. And I think this is a great best practice that we can really learn right now and take it back with us whenever we go back to whatever new normal is. So I think that's a way we can improve our regular day-to-day meetings, staff meetings, whatever meetings we might have. But I also want to talk about another kind of meeting that most people don't think about and that I think can be really powerful. Again, remember, we sent everybody home. Two months ago, we sent everybody home, right? We took away the break room. We took away the coffee pot. We took away the cafeteria. Bottom line, we took away the opportunity for people to just have a chance to chit-chat, right? So I've seen some really effective leaders institute what I call get-to-know-you meetings, right? Mm -hmm. So they'll schedule an hour or whatever every so often. And they'll give people a chance to go around the Zoom, if you will, and talk about something. So generally, these are not highly structured. But I think as a leader, you know, you might have one or two things that you'd have people talk about. Mm -hmm. And of course, one of the favorite things right now is what's unique about your shelter-in-place experience? Right. Right. And give people a chance to go around the Zoom and talk about that. 
What's unique about your shelter-in-place experience? What challenges are you facing? What are you learning from this? And it can be such a powerful way to really keep people connected with each other in a very human way, right? So like, for example, if you were to ask me that question, what's unique about my shelter-in-place experience? You know, I live in Chicago, I live in the city, but uh, I also have a little farm in Southwest Michigan. And so, yeah, so my wife and I, we escaped Chicago several weeks ago and (laughs) we're living here on the farm. And, you know, it gives people an opportunity. Well, what do you grow on your farm? What kind of a farm is it? What's the rural experience like? It just gives people an opportunity to learn more about each other. So just to summarize, this is a great opportunity to make your business meetings more functional but it's also a time to put these get-to-know-you meetings in place. They can really help people continue to make that connection around the Zoom in the absence of the cafeteria or the coffee room. Oh, that's so great. And so you can see, Impact Drivers, it does come back full circle because we were talking about things you can do to build relationships and keep the momentum going, keeping everyone focused. And a key part of that, of course, is building relationships. Another part of keeping people focused on those critical projects and connecting them to the outcomes you're trying to achieve is also making sure that you're super respectful of people's time and that you protect that time like the very survival of your project depends on it because it does. So making sure that people are running lean, mean meetings that are very focused, that everyone's very clear on the outcomes for the meeting. They know what they're expected to do going in so that those business decision-making, action-driving meetings can be very efficient so that there's then more space to do some more of those get-to-know-you meetings. And I love the whole go around the Zoom instead of go around the room. I think that's so fun. So how do you go around the Zoom and ask people to share about themselves, et cetera? And that kind of hints back to that podcast that I did with Eric Means, where we talked about different ways that they were doing virtual happy hours or doing virtual connections or doing things where they're sharing a little bit about themselves and things that people maybe didn't know. And fun things like that can be really good ways to build in more of that relationship building and connection as a leader to your team because you've made space for it. Because the other meetings where you're doing where you got to drive action decision, you've made super efficient. So I love all of this, Steve. This is great. I also wanted to ask you, what is the impact of all of this on the health of the team overall? Let's help kind of put a pin in all of this, put a bow around it for people so that they can really understand what is the impact on team health when you're doing these things right? a great way to to really summarize because I'm a big proponent of team health. And I think in this environment that we have with COVID-19 and working from home and all the distractions we've been talking about, you know, I think it could go either way. If you don't adopt some of what we've talked about, and it sounds like you've covered in some other podcasts, right, we run the risk of being too focused only on the tactics. What are the deliverables? What is the productive output? But you've missed this great opportunity to really build your team and grow your leadership. So if you use some of these tips and tricks and tools that we've talked about here today, you really can seize on this opportunity to strengthen your team, build greater team help, and take that back to us when we, again, return to whatever normal we return to, the new normal whatever that's going to be, 
So let's just dive into that a little bit deeper. When I talk about team health, one element of it is trust, right? How much do we trust each other to challenge each other in in a respectful way? And because we've driven everybody home, the opportunity to not trust actually has gone up. Because again, before, if I had a question, I could lean around the corner, walk down the hall 15 feet, and I could talk with somebody. It takes more initiative for me to reach out to somebody. And if I don't, then that gives you a wormhole for trust to disintegrate. So using this opportunity to really encourage people to share with one another, implement some of these ideas that we talked about to really build more camaraderie at a time when that camaraderie is at risk, to build that trust, to build that ability to continue to engage in healthy dissent. I think it's really important. And using some of these ideas to really get people to work together more effectively and have an opportunity to share. Oh, that's fantastic. Steve, this has been great. I really appreciate you giving our impact drivers some ways that they can continue to drive change in their organizations while harnessing and building upon the leadership strengths that they have so they can continue to make a high impact with their projects and their PMO. Now, you're also speaking at the PMO Impact Summit, and your presentation is called Igniting a Transformation Revolution. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect at the PMO Impact Summit? Well, yes, sure, I can. Driving a transformation revolution. It really boils down to some of what we talked about here today. In that presentation, I'll share with you my transformational leadership trifecta, which includes three elements. The first is your personal leadership. And the things we talked about today all go to you developing your personal leadership. Mm -hmm. The second leg of the trifecta is aligning your team, aligning your leadership team, your project team, whatever team it is you have to align, but really get them aligned and focused, marching in the same direction. That's the second element. And we alluded a little bit to that here today. And then the third element is effectively enrolling employees to drive the change. Look, at the end of the day, whatever change it is that you're trying to implement, The front line are the folks that are going to end up living with this on into the future. They're the ones that need to sustain whatever change it is you're driving. Having them involved in actually implementing it instead of having it done to them uh, is absolutely critical to the long-term sustainability and I would argue the long-term value of what it is you're trying to do. We're going to talk about those three things. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to share your presentation with our community. So if you are not registered yet, Impact Driver, go to pmoimpactsummit.com and register. Download our app. It is in the Google Play and iTunes App Store. If you are not yet registered for the PMO Impact Summit, make sure you go to pmoimpactsummit.com and definitely download our app where we are going to be providing tons of great resources and support to this community year round. And starting right now, you can go and find out about free training and other programs we have coming up in advance of the PMO Impact Summit. That app is called Impact Driver Network. So make sure you download the Impact Driver Network in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and we will see you there. And a huge thanks to our PMO Impact Summit sponsor, Meisterplan.
MeisterPlan is a project portfolio management tool that lets companies create realistic and achievable portfolios. With MeisterPlan, you can see project details, capacity, and financials all in one dashboard. Start making better project portfolios with a free 30-day trial at MeisterPlan.com. All right, Steve, thank you so much for being here today. Can't wait to share you in the PMO Impact Summit and all of you impact drivers listening. Let's go make it a high impact week. Bye-bye for now.